Hello, everypony, and welcome to Miramores, episode three. I'm Caravel, and I'm Beta, and we are still doing this podcast. Yep, we got a we got a good show for you tonight. Hopefully, hopefully We've we don't got... we don't record these intros in advance. We just like we we're just, just doing kinda... this right now. So I mean, it it might be it might be it could terrible. be good. It could, it could be, good. be bad. It's hard to say. You stay tuned. Stay to tuned to find out. <laughs> Anyway, we've got. I'll be there. No, stop, stop. <laughs> Let me finish the intro. Anyway, this episode we're going to be talking about the episode "Tanks for the Memories." We're going to be talking. To, we're going to be doing our uh, ship of the episode. So look forward to that, and then we'll be talking about some topics that are going to be very exciting. And I decided I didn't want to spoil what they were, so you'll just oh, have to stay I tuned. Ooh, now we're going to go to intro. Welcome back. Uh, there is the intro. You know it. You love it. I get it that, cost me $30. I get that theme song stuck in my head every time I listen to it. TBQH. It's good. Nice. And it better be. Because as I said, it was 30 whole US dollars. It's a lot of American dollars. It's more US. It's more American dollars than... I don't really know where I was going with this. I was hoping I was going to come up with like a really funny joke. But I didn't. Eh, that's podcasting, you know? That's it's podcasting. live, so something's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. It's not live. It's not live. We we edit this afterwards. I edit this, specifically. Yeah, specifically, Kara edits it. And before y'all accuse me of anything, I have asked her if she needs help, and she says she doesn't. So. Well, like, help wouldn't really work. I feel like we've talked about this before. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, uh, so, you wanna talk about I don't think we really got we got too much response, like any like messages or anything about the previous episode, so Yeah. Don't think we have a lot to talk about there. Um also we since we're assuming, perhaps naively, that most people are now consuming us through iTunes, Google Play Music, some other podcast subscription service. So if that's true, um Thanks we don't for know you're there. Back. Yeah. Um, we don't get any statistics on that sort of thing. This was a, a, a discovery that I made recently. It's just a black box. It's mysterious. So whereas before we had that like big old download counter that was just like, oh, wow, look, all of the people like our podcast. Now it's just like crickets. So if you're out there and you're listening, uh, please tell us. Yeah, you should definitely send us a message, even if it's just like, "Hey, I listened to your podcast and no, no other information." Yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to go out of the way. Leave a, you know, leave a uh, comment on our Tumblr, like one of our posts. Mare dot hyphen amours dot tumblr dot com. Mm-hmm. I will put these links in the show notes. Yes, because that's a thing I do. I don't do nothing. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you do all like the show notes, and you put. You were the one who actually puts up the podcast and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's because I was the one who registered our account. But anyway, mm-hmm. that's a little uh, behind the curtain look for all of you <laughs> interested in the glamorous world of extremely amateur podcasting. Mm-hmm. All right, so, should we talk about? Let's horse? talk about tanks for the memories. Uh, that was just the episode that we picked this time. So yeah, it wasn't even random. I was just like, I want to watch tanks for the memories. Yeah, so we, we decided did. that I, I hadn't like gotten everything. I was gonna like make a spreadsheet of episodes that we want to talk about and then do it randomly, but then I didn't do that. So tanks for the memories. All right. Hello, Fallout Boy. You know they weren't so great. <laughs> you're right they were they were not very good i i got your reference for the record i'm i'm glad i'm glad you were playing that playing that awfully straight for a gay woman <laughs> it's true Excuse i am me, gay a game heir <laughs> i'm a horse irl everyone is a horse anyway cloudsdale is here cloudsdale is here it moves i guess 
I think that is a really cool piece of world building. Please and do not keep hitting the the your iPad case against the iPad because it will show up in the recording. And if you're talking while doing it, I can't edit it out. All right. So please don't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm like this. I'm sorry. I'm. Anyway, <laughs> it's okay. I think the cloud still moving around to give winter to everyone is super cool. And it is pretty cool. I did not remember that that was established in canon. Um, yeah. I've seen it in fanfics a lot of times. Um, but that was cool. And also, like, the fact that they move around as, like, a city of industry has some really interesting, like, socioeconomic implications. Does it? I Why think don't you so. tell me about them? I think so. Why don't you um, tell me about them, Beta? I mean, it basically it basically means that Cloudsdale as a as a city is not dependent on its geographic location. Um, it doesn't rely on having good transit networks. It can move to meet demand for basically anywhere that demand crops up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a victim of its own geography, like mm-hmm. most cities are. Most cities. You know, all cities, because mm-hmm. all cities don't move IRL. They don't just, like, can't just, like, go where demand is. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like, imagine, you know, a mobile military encampment, but on the scale of an entire city, mm-hmm. including all of the relevant infrastructure that doesn't need to be taken up and torn down. And it's hard to imagine that it wouldn't give Cloudsdale a significant economic advantage over, like terrestrial based cities yeah i mean i i think the thing with cloudsdale is that there are only certain things that they can make and obviously it's stuff that everybody every pony needs it's weather and Mm -hmm. that's like their main industry but they also are kind of hampered uh because only pegasi can really go there that's a good point uh unless uh you have a unicorn who can cast a cloud walking spell and then you would still need to take a hot air it's balloon not, up there. It, i don't know if it's been established in, in canon how prevalent and like sort of widely supported that is actually mm-hmm. um like certainly twilight knows how to do it mm-hmm. but well it know. seemed like it was significantly easier for her to do than say the wing creating one which sure but twilight is you know twilight is a mage yeah like are twilight there... is basically the most powerful unicorn well she was yeah now she's an alicorn yeah now she's probably will also end up being this the most powerful alicorn imo the great and powerful trixie the best in no nope. nope all right nope all right all right all right i see how it is yeah anyway I... I think this is interesting and kim if you're listening out there this is for you um <laughs> Seems like that. It seems like the sort of thing that would be your jam. Mm-hmm. We should talk about it sometime, not on the podcast, because I am not Jared Diamond, and I should not talk about this sort of thing. Neither should he. But yeah, I mean, you're right. Should... Jared Diamond shouldn't talk about this. <laughs> I mean, I don't know who. Anyway, <laughs> horse hockey. I'm a geographer. Horse hockey. I don't. I don't have anything to say about. It's horse just ho- that they they call it hor- They call their I... hockey horse hockey, which is a, a which is a it's a slang term for horse poop. Is it? Yeah. Huh. Pretty sure. I feel like there's like a lot of phrases like that. Horse hockey. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. That was that was what I thought of. It might be like a different sport or sport related object, but my impression is that it is horse hockey. That is a joke that I didn't get. I just picked it out because I thought horse hockey was a really funny phrase. Yeah, no, it's extremely good. I really like... It's like in Adventure Zone how they have fantasy Costco. It's like if you had just, like, horse Costco. <laughs> good. Um, My next bullet point, because we take notes on these sorts mm-hmm. of things, is this conspiracy theory. Tank's magic aura is the color of Celestia's horn, so I like to believe that it's just Celestia levitating Tank all over the place <laughs> at all times. I, I feel like I was actually thinking about this. I like the idea that maybe there is a color that represents almost like a generic or null kind of magic, and that's what Tank's apparatus uses. Like, Twilight casts a spell that operates continuously on the device, and as such, it's not her color. There are a lot of really good fanfics that sort of 
analyze the the nature of magic and some sort of scientific explanations for magic in Equestria. I don't know how much canon establishment there is. I don't know. There there's a little bit like uh for instance Sunset Shimmer uh when she was evil had green magic and mm. now that she is good she has red magic which is presumably the magic she had before yeah. she kind of turned against Celestia. That one's uh canon. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Anyway, maybe Celestia's magic is the color of neutral magic because she is a literal goddess. Yes. And is the originator of all magic in Equestria. Mm, who knows? That is, that is a thing that could be true. Or maybe it's because she got her directly from the Tree of Harmony. We don't know. We don't know. I'm sorry I slapped my knee when it's I okay. was talking. That's okay. We'll see if I can edit it out. I probably won't be able to. That is, yeah, you definitely spiked the mic. All right. Uh, my next note was, why doesn't Twilight know about hibernation? Twilight Sparkle, why don't you know about hibernation? Um, I think probably because it doesn't involve magic. I don't know. I feel like Twilight just knows a lot of things. Yeah. Twilight just knows many things. I think it's quite possible that she didn't understand what Rainbow was asking and thought yeah. that it was so obvious that, of course, tortoises hibernate. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I used to live someplace that had wild turtles um, all Same. over the place, and I definitely remember just like they aren't around in the winter and then they just sort of it's true they, yeah and they we have up. like snapping turtles and red ear sliders uh in upstate new york yep kind's probably gonna outlive rainbow don't say that <laughs> what's wrong with you <laughs> yeah that's not true all of the main six are going to become alicorns they're I all leave this in my heart every pony lives forever every pony lives forever Anyway, my next note for the record is Fluttershy is cute. Yeah, my next note for the record is that, uh, like Judy from Zootopia, when Fluttershy was wearing a stethoscope, the stethoscope parts actually went in her little horse ears. Yeah. Not just, like, on the side of her head. Yeah, I hate it when cartoons and stuff do that, but, like, like Zootopia, they actually thought it through and were like, ah, horse. Yes. Um, how she gets them in her ears a separate and unrelated question uh a rube goldberg machine <laughs> i love how in the early seasons they were just like yeah they're horses everything has to be done with their mouth and then later on they're just like what if pegasi used their wings as hands <laughs> also also in that i have a few notes from that scene i think fluttershy's book when she's taking it off the shelf is clipping into another book or into the bookshelf or something i think they might have layered it wrong i'd have to look again to check but and then of course like fluttershy looked so heartbroken when rainbow dash was like your book is wrong fluttershy was so sad rainbow why are you being so mean to your girlfriend i know crickets don't interact i'm gonna see a real reptile expert <laughs> Spike is not a reptile expert. Spike, Rainbow, Rainbow, stop being racist. Rainbow. Rainbow. Just because... Dragons aren't turtles. No, they're not. Are they reptiles? We don't even know. I don't know. I mean, Spike said that they weren't in the same family, but that doesn't... It's yeah. like kingdom, phylum, class, order, family, genus, species, so... Yep. I mean, there's, like, domain above that, too. And also, they like, rearranged some taxonomy at some point, like, 15 years ago. I don't remember yeah but we can't look up the uh, genus and species of dragons because they aren't real so what do you mean there aren't there are dragons what do you mean <laughs> somebody's never been to upstate new york rainbow in, in general in this episode rainbow dash is just not smart <laughs> like even more so than normal she's just not very bright yeah I want to point out, though, that this scene makes it clear that Spike does have his own bedroom mm -hmm. now in the castle, but he still sleeps in that adorable little basket, mm -hmm. and that's, like, the, the cutest thing ever. Yeah. Spike a, is good sometimes. A baby dragon. He's a baby dragon. Baby. All right. All right. What else I got? Well, let's Why see. Why does Ponyville have a runway? Why, mm -hmm. does it, why are there runways? I don't know doesn't make I sense. I mean, the they Wonderbolts use it. runways. Yeah, but why? I don't know, because they're fast. <laughs> I... Rainbow doesn't need a runway. Fluttershy doesn't need a runway. Well, they Fluttershy would never need a runway. Let's be real here. Yeah, but, like, 
Fluttershy, like, imagine that the speed at which you can take off as a Pegasi is, like, proportional to how much, like, lead-up you need. The faster you need to go, depending on your acceleration, Fluttershy is not particularly fast, probably not particularly acceleration-prone, and so she would need a long runway, if she would need a runway, to be able to get up to the speed to take off. I think this is just a case of the writers not thinking very hard about it. This bothers me. I mean, yeah. I care about airplanes. All right. I like when Rainbow was yelling at Pinky, and Pinky cowers behind her girlfriend Twilight. Yeah. That was good stuff. That was good stuff. How do you build snow ponies? What do you mean? Like, a a, a snow person is just, like, three things. Yeah, well, I, I imagine you'd have, like, four, like, more cylindrical ones, and then you would put, like, a large one on top of that, and then a large one on top of that, a sm slightly smaller one on top of that to the side, and then you mm. decorate it. Mm. Like, I, you can still craft a horse out of, like, simple geometric shapes. It would be more complicated, I think, but I believe it is doable. Next time I go back to Wisconsin in the winter, uh, snow pony. Okay. I mean, assuming it's snowman weather. Yeah. It, it really be... depends on the snow. Yeah, it has to be moist. Mm -hmm. I liked when Rainbow Dash used the word primo. <laughs> <laughs> primo. <laughs> What's wrong with the word primo? It's a perfectly cromulent word. <laughs> I mean, it's a real word. It's just out of Rainbow Dash's mouth. It was like, that's not really a word I would associate with Rainbow Dash. She can say words that are awesome. She probably got a word a day calendar, except all of the words were synonyms for awesome. Do you think Twilight got it for her? Or do you think Pinky got it for her specifically to annoy Twilight? I don't really see Pinky as the sort to do something I think to that, annoy a pony. No, I think it would be kind of like a prank almost. Like Pinky is doing this because she knows it'll it'll slightly bother Twilight, but not really. Like I guess not necessarily mm, specifically think, to annoy Pinky, Twilight. I think Pinky just got it for Rainbow because she thought it would make her happy. Mm -hmm. And Twilight is just like, why? Primo, mm -hmm. exceptional. More like a primo. This episode brought to you by Apri, aprecalico.tumblr.com. You should commission her. Natalie? Yes. Which one of us is Apri-dating? Neither of us. Exactly. We established last Oh yeah, episode. never mind. Don't don't go to aprecalico.tumblr.com <laughs> for some really good cheap commissions. Don't do that at all. We're going to get in trouble with the Advertising Standards Board. <laughs> Sorry, I'll just, like, dub it over with, like, a really obvious insert of, like, me talking about Robin. God, I need more, I need, we need more property so that we can, like, get that cross-promotion going on. What? I mean, we gotta, we gotta start, like, extra tumblers. Oh, and, like, yeah. Side projects and yeah, stuff. Yeah, we so gotta, we gotta can, do that. We can brand synergize. Join us next time for the Adventure Zone Horse Edition. <laughs> I, I do have the source book for Tales from a, for, from a Question. Oh, we should totally do that. That would be awesome. Yeah, that would be good. I mean, I'll have we'll have to like run again first so we know how it works. But yeah, it would be pretty funny to record that as a podcast. Just yeah, us playing the horse tabletop game. All right, all right. Oh I'll just have to stop winter. <laughs> Rainbow Dash. I love Rainbow Dash so much. This is like. There's a reason I picked this episode out, because this is the episode that I point to when people tell me that Rainbow Dash wouldn't be a good parent. <laughs> Rainbow Dash is like the absolute master of doing the right thing, or the, the wrong, wrong thing, thing for, for the, the right, right reasons. reasons. And if she just had somebody else, like, say, Twilight, mm -hmm. or really anybody else out to be like, Rainbow, pony. excuse me. <laughs> pony me mm -hmm. to be like hey rainbow maybe this isn't the right idea she will like literally move heaven and earth mm -hmm. to protect like her pet yeah like imagine what she would do for her like oh yeah ima imagine like a a, a fill a foal if you will being raised by twilight and rainbow dash and uh this foal is orange and has purple hair and can't fly <laughs> I am being called out right now. I don't even know if this is a call out. This is just me talking about like, 
your favorite thing in fanfiction, which is Twilight, Sparkle, and Rainbow Dash raising Scootaloo. It's so good. <laughs> it's such good content. I love them it's so good much. But, like, they can have next gens, too. Yeah, no, like, definitely. purple pones with rainbow hair. Mm-hmm. Like, it's hard to go wrong. Yeah, no, Twilight, Twilight is a good ship, but also it's not the ship of the episode because yeah. we haven't figured that out What if it out was? Yet. What if it turns out to be the ship of the episode? Then we can talk about it. All but right. But for now, we have to finish talking about this episode. Anyway, I, I really like this post because I, or not this post, this episode. Because mm-hmm. I think this episode adds some real complexity and depth to Rainbow's character that we mm-hmm. don't see elsewhere. Like... You know, we established that she's loyal, but what does that actually mean? Mm-hmm. What are the limits to which she's willing to go to, you know, defend her own? And it turns out that it is almost destroying an entire metropolitan area. Yep. Rainbow Dash is willing to commit, I get, basically acts of terrorism. It's so def- that it's, her t- mi- it's industrial sabotage at minimum. Yeah, it's just it, so that... Her tortoise doesn't have to hibernate. Yeah. Which is something a tortoise has to do. Yeah, I, uh... Rainbow Dash is a good horse, but, uh... This is a very quintessential Rainbow Dash episode, I think. Yeah, exactly. If you wanted, like, just a list of episodes that really told you everything you needed to know about Rainbow Dash, this would definitely be on there. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's why it's one of my favorite episodes. It's, like, right up there with Sleepless in Ponyville, Mm -hmm. and I think really fleshing out... Yeah. Not all of Rainbow's character, but the parts of it that I actually like. Yeah. Like, I, 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 like most Rainbow Dash fans pretend that 28 pranks later doesn't exist it's a bad episode what about mysterious Meriduel? um i don't hate that episode as much as some other people do mm-hmm. um but i've definitely read some really good fan fiction that goes into the sort of inherent betrayal mm-hmm. of that yeah and how rainbow would feel having done her best to be loyal to her friends and have them basically betray her yeah i think there's some depth there and so i appreciate for that reason but i haven't watched it in a while I for some it's... reason i see a lot of like sweetie bell in the mysterious meriduel outfit and being like taking over as the mysterious meriduel and i don't really know how that started but i'm pretty okay with it <laughs> all right that sounds that sounds good i'm right. on i'm on board with it okay. I, I liked that who's on first joke that yeah. was good that was like, really good with clear skies and open skies and <laughs> Where'd our fluffy clouds go? He's over there. (laughs) Fluffy clouds was an adorable horse. I I love him. He's a sweetie. Mm Mm-hmm. 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 What a kind, kind horse. The song is so good. Yeah, the song is really good. I forgot how good it was. I sing this song in the shower sometimes. Mm. And I'll fly. I'm sorry. She'll also just sing it whenever. Yeah. Just in general. Sometimes I just break into song and that's how I am. It's true. It is how you are. And you I'm broke sorry. into song multiple times today. Yeah, I mean, I was doing the bit earlier. Yeah, but but even other than that. Yeah, that's true. I like music. I know. I like it when you sing. Our listeners might not though, so I'll try to abstain. <laughs> if you like uh, betas singing, comment on our Tumblr. <laughs> and if you don't like betas singing. Don't comment on our Tumblr. Comment on Kara's Tumblr and she will commiserate with you. What what does that mean? Commiserate means gripe about, basically. Mm. You can gripe about my lackluster singing ability. Your your singing is not lackluster. I think if somebody messaged me on Tumblr and was like, wow, your girlfriend freaking sucks at singing, I would be like, you're a dick. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I want to make clear, I have not cursed yet this episode. Nice. We are like... Over 20 minutes in, and I haven't cursed once. Nice. I'm doing awesome. a good job. Also, we should probably get going. That heart cloud that Rainbow made, very cute. I liked when Rainbow Dash tried to shove a snow cloud in a tree, <laughs> and then it exploded on somebody. <laughs> Into snow. Yes. That's yeah. how it works. Why is cloud still grease? That's Why a question. is still grease? That's a question that I have. Like, the whole, like, Greco-Roman architecture thing is, like, a cool aesthetic, but, like, why yeah i don't know they just need an aesthetic yeah it's like how canterlot is minas Tirith. sometimes they just have to make a thing a thing yeah that's legit it looks good i like cloudsdale let's, let's skip some of my dumber observations yeah <laughs> except for that when she opens the locker and there's that weird pony <laughs> picture what the hell i mean this is not really a great point to talk about on a podcast that's true um just go watch the episode 
Yeah, go watch okay, the episode. Um, um, does, has anybody else ever played Pajama Sam's Thunder and Lightning? I have that in my notes, too. Oh, my God. Do you see yeah, paj- This reminds me of Pajama Sam, too. Nice. nice. I'm glad that we're on the same page about that. I really want to play Pajama Sam now. It's a good... The first one or the second one? Or both in a marathon? Um, Speedrun. I think Speed they're on strats. Steam. I think they're on Steam. Nice. Also, like, uh, since they run on... um, What's the name? Scum um the engine uh you can very easily emulate them including on the wii uh the wii has a port of scum vm huh which is pretty cool anyway this, um, machine that... this episode brought to you by humongous entertainment thank you humongous <laughs> entertainment for a large portion of my childhood um i have a question yes does like is equestria tilted like how did the how did the seasons work? Like I get the cloud stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm fine with that. They make the clouds. All of that happens. Mm-hmm. What makes it colder? Yeah. Like do they do they add wind? Does that make it colder? Sure. Does like Celestia do something with the sun? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it just happens. It just goes. It just it just does. Nothing really makes sense. And I think if you try to think too hard about things, then you realize that they don't really make any sense. I like thinking too hard about things. I know, that's like this whole podcast. Yeah, I mean, kinda. Also, there was a Willem scream in this in this episode. Yeah, there was. Why? I don't, why are there ever Wilhelm screams anymore? I don't know. Let's talk about Rainbow Dash and Tank's slippers. Those are so good. Rainbow gave Tank Rainbow Dash slippers, and she wears Tank slippers, and it's the cutest thing. Do you think it started out with each of them wearing their own respective ones? And, no. And then... No, absolutely not. Okay, but imagine that Rainbow wore slippers of herself. Okay. Long before she got Tank, because of the, course she did. The, the ones for Tank are too small. Mm. Mm. I don't know. Like, like may, Maybe Rainbow Dash does own slippers of herself. It seems like the sort of thing Rainbow Dash would own. Probably she got them from her parents. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mom, for the knitted slippers. I'll wear them every night. I love, I love Rainbow's like bathrobe aesthetic too. Yes, no, her like it's smoking real good. jacket. It's real good. Also, I just thought of a thing. This is like a shipping thing, but imagine like I just had a thought of Rainbow Dash trying really hard to set up. Uh, of Rainbow Dash's parents trying really hard to set up Rainbow Dash with Fluttershy, and Fluttershy's parents doing the same thing. I don't know why I just thought of this, but this isn't good. related at all. No, if it's we, not. If you want to go off the smoking jacket thing, I think I, I can imagine like Rarity and Rainbow Dash both like drinking wine <laughs> and talking about their girlfriend Fluttershy. Yeah, and how cute she is. All the horses are dating. It's true. It's so true. Also. Angsty Rainbow is such a crybaby. It's true, but also she reminded me a lot of me when I'm crying. So I can't really, I can't really fault her too yeah, much. Yeah. I cry basically the exact same way. And then everybody starts crying. Except because... Twilight because she's Twilight and Applejack because she cries on the inside. I mean, Twilight isn't crying because she's autistic and she doesn't yeah. sense other people's, emo- other ponies, excuse me, mm-hmm. other ponies emotions emotions is strong yeah and... she's not as much of an empath like whereas fluttershy just getting in proximity with rainbow made her start sobbing mm-hmm. and then like the fluttershy crying is just an immediate kind of trigger for pinky and rarity to start crying mm-hmm. because they're seeing fluttershy cry and applejack cry is that is when applejack starts crying on the inside yeah applejack is a uh, stone butch spike is a talented ice skater yeah that's true I like that this show is giving Spike space to express a traditionally feminine pursuit and not really making a joke out of it. Yeah. It's just Spike is good at ice skating. Yeah, I mean, this was established in Winter Wrap-Up, I think. Was it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Spike uh, ice skates in Winter Wrap-Up as well. Nice. Which is a really good episode. Yeah, it is. We should watch it sometime. Yeah. Also, the all of the remaining notes are about how cute Twilight Sparkle is. The ponies are so cute in this episode. I love Twilight's like her earmuffs and the scar. And she's she's such a cute horse. I I was just looking at it like yes, I remember why Twilight Sparkle is my favorite main sex because she is adorable. They're all pretty adorable. They're all really cute. Do we talk about Twilight hiding behind or Pinky hiding behind Twilight? Yes, we we did talk about all that. Right, good stuff. <laughs> good stuff. Twinkie is a good ship. 
All of the ships are good. Yeah, and uh, if do you, if you don't, do you have any more notes? Not really. Okay, so uh, speaking of all the ships are good, let's find out which ship we're going to talk about. All right, I've got my spreadsheet open. Going to get out my dice. I'm going to get my d20, and I'm going to roll it. 19. 19. Twijack. Nice. That's a good freaking ship. Good job. I'm proud of you. Thanks. I'm doing my best to switch to the F word for freaking, and it seems to be working out okay. But yeah, Twijack is actually like one of my earliest OTPs. I really, really like Twijack. I want to, I'm going to, I'm going to take a back seat for this one because I haven't thought about this. You, you, you don't, you, I don't know. It's like, especially in season one, it felt like Applejack and Twilight are just so good for each other they just care about each other a lot and earlier in the first season when you had more episodes that were focusing on like all of the main six doing like some sort of task it always felt like twilight was the leader and then applejack was kind of her second in command Mm -hmm. like i can see that that's always how i felt so you've got a lot of really good applejack and twilight moments in season one and like twijack has never been the most popular ship out of the main six ships like and even, like, including other ships, like, everybody was all about Twixie, or they were about uh, Twiluna, stuff like that. But it's always, like, a very small but dedicated Twijack following. And I think their personalities just complement each other really well. Um, they both have the tendency to kind of overwork themselves, but I feel like having each other, like, they'll both overwork themselves, but they'll insist that the other doesn't overwork. <laughs> and they know each other's ticks. Like, one of my single favorite Twilight moments is in Spike at Your Service, an otherwise mediocre episode, the one where Spike uh, pledges his life to Applejack. And Applejack needs to get Twilight's attention because Twilight is just completely buried in work and has no idea what the hell is going on. So Applejack just nudges an inkwell out of out of place and Twilight immediately snaps out of it because she needs to fix it. And I feel like that just says a lot about how close Twilight and Applejack are, that they just... Applejack just immediately knows this will work. This will immediately get Twilight's attention. And just in general, Applejack is so sweet and caring and kind. And the thing about Applejack, and I don't mean this in a mean way, she's kind of simple. And for Twilight, I feel like that's really good to have a a partner who is not necessarily especially complicated. I can definitely see that. I'm I'm just like racking my brains right now trying trying to Your brains? You have multiple? (laughs) <laughs> where I, feel like, you, I feel like I'm being called out right where now. did you get the other braids <laughs> they're from my collection oh no I'm anyway. racking my brain right now trying to think of Twijack ships what do you mean not ships fix oh well there is that one where um they wake up and they're uh, married oh yeah that one's good that one was really fun that was a fun one I can talk more about Twijack if you like. No, continue. I will, um, I will branch off. Okay. Um, I think I like Twijack enough that uh, when I was originally planning like my a big sprawling fic, this was in like season one or season two, um, Twijack was endgame. Um, it was supposed to be like this big epic thing going to like the history of Equestria and what was there before and Slushy and Luna's parents and like how this ties in with like the modern day and like nightmare moon was being possessed was like luna possessed by a creature called the nightmare which i think is a really good thing that i think has been used in other fix as well but um and at the end of it it was twilight goes in to fight the nightmare alone but applejack runs in after her and it's just the two of them and they kind of are alone but only have each other and they kind of admit their feelings for each other and then kind of save equestria it sounds really gay. Really? Really? You think, like, I would write something gay? It's difficult to believe sometimes, but yeah. I think that might actually be you, you the think case. I might? You think I might be a little bit gay? Even though I went to a WNBA game on Friday with my girlfriend, you think that makes me gay? I don't know. I don't know. I'm, if if you want to come out, we have space on this. We can make this <laughs> podcast a safe space okay. for you to come I'm, I'm out. I'm officially coming out. I'm gay. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess this means Lord. we're gonna have to slap sleeping together. <laughs> no, it's okay. We said no homo. Oh, all right. 
like all, all of the things that we have done that might be construed as gay we said no homo so actually i had my fingers crossed did you say something sir no i didn't i didn't all say right. anything that's good it must have been the wind all maybe right. it was maybe it was my roommate's cat mm-hmm. anyway you know Twijack is a good ship. Twijack is so good. I really like it. I could probably gush about it forever, but I probably shouldn't. Maybe not. I'm just. I just wanna. I, I just wanna have like a thing to say about it. And so far, you have just said all of the things. Okay. Imagine Twilight wearing Applejack's hat. Oh my god. Imagine Applejack meeting Twilight's family. Meeting Twilight's parents. Imagine Twilight. Imagine Applejack calling Twilight's parents mom and dad. Oh my god! I'll cry. I'll cry. <laughs> That's so good. Or like, oh my god, I can imagine like them going to like Shiny and Cadence and being like, uh, so uh, Applejack and I are dating now, and Shiny is like, I'm so happy for you. Shiny is like, thinks Applejack is really cool. I don't know. I just immediately I was started talking, and then I'm like, I bet Shining and Applejack probably like each other a great deal as friends. They probably have a pretty good friendship going on. Just their personalities seem super compatible. Yeah, no, that mm. seems good. Yeah. Cadence, of course, is busy squeeing in the corner. Yeah, I mean, C- Cadence is Cadence. is just extremely excited that uh, <laughs> her sister-in-law has found uh, a special some pony. As is, as is classic in fan fiction, Twilight goes up to Cadence and says, I'm dating Applejack, and Shining Armor hands over six bits. <laughs> You have a betting pool, and, like, I like to imagine that then, like, Cadence uses her magic to, like, tilt a book on the bookshelf, and the bookshelf spins around, <laughs> and there's a gigantic chalkboard of how likely it is that Twilight will date any of her, any other given pony, and it's, like, two to one Applejack, four to one Luna, and it's just, like, going down the list. <laughs> What's at the bottom? What's at the bottom? Discord. Gross. Every, literally, like... Every time Starburst puts a pony on a, a pony, get it? That's a oh, that's a horse racing joke. Um, it's a betting joke. Oh, puts pony on Liverpool. Yeah, it puts pony on like something really out there. I don't know, and that's like I imagine that Starburst like constantly puts everything on a really obscure pairing, and then when it actually works, uh. Cadence is like Starburst? Yeah, I was thinking Starburst and Sunburst. Then Ca- Sunburst. Starburst is a ship name. Okay, yeah. Sunburst. That's a good ship name. Yeah. You you where is your water? Why did you steal mine? <laughs> I don't know. It was there. But yeah, and it's like and Twilight is just talking with Cadence or whatever, and is like, yeah, I hooked up with uh, I it was weird. I hooked up with Tree Hugger the other day, and Cadence is just like just so upset and twilight's like what what's wrong and she just like they walk to like the royal coffers so cadence gets out like tons of bits and just knocks on starburst's door just throws them at him and leaves (laughs) and she's just muttering under her breath it was 120 to 1 120 to 1 who makes the odds i guess cadence does shiny does Yeah. That's weird. Is it weird? I feel like you should get a water bottle that makes less noise. I should, you're right. But I won't. Maybe after the Uh, Maybe not shiny. How about... I mean, I feel like Cadence would be the obvious choice. Yeah, but I think Cadence wants to bet. Yeah. Maybe Thorax runs it. (laughs) Thorax is somebody who has no interest in Twilight Sparkle whatsoever. Uh, I like the idea of Thorax as a love bookie. Yeah, just like... Thorax is the one who runs all of the like instead of Deadpools, they're like they're like kiss pools. And Thorax What's is the one Deadpool? who runs them. A Deadpool is like betting on like people who will and I think it's like celebrity deaths or something. That's a thing? Is I don't that know. why Deadpool is called that? Yeah. Or oh. or it may it might be like a bounty on her thing i don't even remember it's a thing it's a thing and i probably got it very wrong and people are going to be laughing at me but anyway you should be laughing with us yeah we're funny Mm -hmm. anyway um 
Twijack. Twijack is good stuff. Twijack is extremely good, and I like it a lot, and it's, like, one of my favorite ships. It's so good. Do you have anything to say about Twijack, or did I just kind of steamroll you there? Um, I, I feel like we talked about, um, I don't remember. We were talking about either Rare Twy or Rare or rara jack Mm. but we were talking about um sort of surrogate caregivers and i think that's also something that twilight and applejack have in Mm -hmm. common because it's you know sometimes apple sometimes applejack is apple bloom's mom sometimes sister sometimes Mm -hmm. friend and i feel like there's sort of a you know a similar thing that goes on with the uh twilight even more so because i think apple bloom and Spike are both a lot better equipped to assist their respective sisters with, you know, day-to-day workings. Also, I feel like Apple Bloom and Twilight do have some extent of, like, a friendship as well. That's true. Like, like teaching, uh, helping the teacher potion making and stuff. I don't know. I feel like Apple Bloom probably, before the library was destroyed, uh, probably went to the library a lot and ended up hanging out with Twilight a lot and is extremely excited to have Twilight as her big sister. That's good content. That's good content. Anyway, uh, if that's it for Twijack, uh, we can go to the break. Go to the break, and then we can talk about some topics. Yeah, we have some topics. We're making finger guns. That doesn't come across in yeah. speech. No, it doesn't. Anyway, we only actually came up with one topic, so we're also going to scramble to figure out a second topic. All right. See y'all on the flip. Mm-hmm. For the moment, you'll be there for me. Hello, welcome back to Marimores. I'm still Caravel. I'm still Beta. And we're here to do topics. We Everybody can, loves we, topics. We can, we can say them now. Yes, we can. I mean, everything we talk about is a topic. That's so true. It's like what those words mean. Mm-hmm. Makes you think. Makes you think. Anyway, uh, do you want to introduce our first topic? Because yeah. this was one that you were going to talk a lot about. I want to talk a little bit about uh, queer misery porn. There is a specific genre of media in general, but specifically I've noticed fan fiction, where people just sort of use queer characters as a just sort of means of making a story like edgy or torturing them or anything like that. Um, And I find it kind of tedious. Like, there is, to me, a very big difference between... (laughs) For the record, for the record, what happened is my roommate's cat was meowing obsessively and was then walking away from my roommate while my roommate tried to grab the cat and bring her to the room. Bring him to the room. So, cat, cat. <laughs> that one was my roommate. That was Beta. Anyway, uh, you were saying about queer misery porn. Yeah, I was. Um, queer misery porn is not like cats in that it is not good. It's true. It's basically using the concept of, like, queer people having difficulty with being queer as just sort of a way to spice up your story. As, as a way to create a drama. Yeah, and I, it's... I, I mean, I, I also want to want to mention real quick, I usually consider queer misery porn to only be queer misery porn if it was made by a straight person or somebody who is not the type of queer that they are writing about. Yeah. I think that's 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 reasonable. Um, I feel like we can talk about a little bit more about that later, but yeah, just the basic thing that defines queer misery porn is that the only thing you could possibly take away from it at the end is, dang, it sucks to be a queer person. Mm-hmm. There's no like, you know, oh, and there's light at the end of the tunnel, and or being a queer person sucks, but you find these good communities, or. Being a queer person is awful, but if you work with the right people, things can improve. There's no, there's no message. There's nothing interesting there. It's just miserable. And I feel like the sort of thing specifically 
appeals to a sort of sense of tragedy that um especially like cishet audiences really like yeah i think like specifically it is usually by straight like cishet people for cishet people generally both of them tend to think of themselves as allies mm-hmm. um a friend of ours draws a pretty popular daily tumblr blog um and at one point somebody came to them and it was just like, what if you did a storyline where they see all of the sort of depressing stuff that's happening to queer people right now? I think it was right after Pulse. Jesus. Um, and they were like, so what if they did a storyline about that? And she came to us and asked us about it. And we were like, what? Why would you do that? Yeah. Like, the thing that people usually say they are trying to do with this type of storyline is that they are raising awareness but I feel if you don't understand that it is difficult, stressful, dangerous to be queer in today's political climate, then you're not paying attention. Yeah, and I feel like maybe you should let us tell our stories, you know? Yeah. Like, if I was to write a story, like a sad story about being trans that would be coming from my own experiences as a trans woman if it's just like some random asshole from harvard or something who graduated from like the harvard creative writing program and is like cishet and white and bad i don't know why i chose harvard i don't know why i went off on that tangent but anyway if it's just if it's just like what's the name of that guy who plays the hulk in the mcu did a bad movie about being trans i don't even remember his name he did a Mark Ruffalo. Mm-hmm. And if you're just like Mark Ruffalo or whatever, it's like maybe instead you should help trans people tell stories about being trans instead of creating a dramatic story that is not accurate and may or may not be actively harmful. Yeah. You know, a lot of times queer people are asked, like, I want to be a good ally. What should I do? And most of the time, you know what the answer is? You should shut up and you should listen. Yeah, you should listen to us and allow us to tell our stories. Um, And there is certainly like, certainly there is a difference between writing a story on fan fiction and the, and like making a mainstream movie. Mm -hmm. I don't mean to reduce that, but I like to remind all media creators that all media has power. Um, the fact that your, you know, your fic isn't on the side of billboards and isn't seen by millions of people doesn't mean it doesn't have power and doesn't mean that you don't have responsibilities to society as an author. Mm -hmm. Um, and you can't just sort of, you can't disavow yourself entirely just by saying it's not real because it exists in the real world it'll be seen by other people who exist in the real world and it has a real impact on yeah it's like when people say like oh it's just a movie it's just a video game media has power media is inherently political because you yourself are inherently political i am inherently political and we are the ones creating this media right yeah politics come into all of this and that's that's sort of another thing that people often say just like why is there so much politics in video games these days it's like there were always politics in video games they were just politics that were invisible to you because they did not affect you Mm -hmm. now that now that politics are starting to be like what if every main character wasn't oh cishet white dude now you you start to notice there's definitely a you know people talk about um straight privilege or Mm -hmm. white privilege Mm -hmm. or you know living in a big city privilege there's a lot of different kinds of privilege and one of those privileges is the privilege to be able to ignore politics yeah um because that's not a privilege afforded to everyone it's not a privilege i have yeah like some people are just like oh i just need to turn off the news but you know, queer people can't turn off the news because there are things going on right now that affect our safety. Mm-hmm. We need to be able to mobilize to defend ourselves. Like, and... like even when I need to take a break from Twitter, I still have to keep, like, abreast of developments because this is stuff that affects my life. Yeah. I feel like we've gotten off. Yeah, we've, got, we've gotten a little off topic. So, 
media has media has power and you should consider why you're writing a story in which queer people are miserable. Yeah. I've seen people who are like, we should just stop write, writing stories where homophobia exists. And I don't, I don't know if I agree with that. I still think there are interesting stories to be told in fictional societies where those things exist, but you should be intentional about it. Mm -hmm. If, if homophobia exists in the version of Equestria you're writing, Why? What are you using that narrative construct for? Yeah. You shouldn't just project all of our society's biases wholesale onto this fictional setting you're writing. One, because... Boring. I, yeah. One, because it's boring. And two, because I think Equestria is supposed to be better yeah. than the world we inhabit. You should... You should not... You should... Every... Every part of your setting should be chosen carefully and with fan fiction like a lot of this is done for you you didn't even have to build the setting from scratch the canon has not discussed basically anything about orientation which means that you can establish that yourself and it should be a very intentional choice mm-hmm yeah, like, if you have, like, a story where, I don't know, Twilight Sparkle comes out as gay to her parents and then they disown her, you should think about it. Why, why, what are you accomplishing with this? Why did, what are their motivations? Why are they homophobic? What is the society like that they're like this? What are you hoping to get out of doing this in your story? If you write a story where Twilight comes out as, as gay, her parents disown her, and then she and the rest of the main six sort of form their own collective surrogate family. Yeah. That's cool. That's, that's good. A par that's sort of a parable on the power of chosen family to overcome adversity, which is a thing that a lot of queer people have. A lot of queer people don't get along with their, fa their families. And reading about that sort of wish fulfillment can be very cathartic. Mm-hmm. But if it's just she is disowned by her family and then she's really sad, then... It's like, what, why did you, what were you hoping to accomplish there? I read a story once where Applejack comes out as gay to her parents. Her parents get really upset with her mm -hmm. and then they die. And then she's just like, well, I have to honor their memory. So I guess I'm going to be pretending to be straight forever. <laughs> And then the story ends. Yeah, it's like, what are you trying to accomplish exactly? Yeah, it's just like, and therefore you should always feel guilty about not living up to your parents' expectations. Yeah. Like, I, it's boring. I think a big thing too is if you are, say you are a cis person and you want to write a story about a character being trans, why? Just think about it like you can have a trans character you can write a story where the main character is trans but if you want to write a story about what it's like to be a trans person while you're a cis person why are what are you hoping to communicate there what are you hoping to say that trans people haven't already said and especially like if you don't even seek out advice from actual trans people it's kind of like what why are you doing this and you really need to sit and think about what you're trying to do because the answer might be because you think you can do it better than us and if that's the case it's time for you to sit down and really think about what you're doing yeah. and if it's actually something you want to keep doing yeah like I, I i like this distinction that kara drew between writing trans people and writing about trans people mm -hmm. because if I make a story that just has a couple off-the-cuff references to Fluttershy being trans, um, it doesn't have to be the subject of the entire story. Yeah, like, you can just have Fluttershy be trans. You don't have to write a chapter about, like, all of her problems that she faces by being trans. You can just be trans. Trans people just exist. Yeah, you don't have to... I, re I read a story that, like described the results of grs in vivid detail and i was just like 
I think it was actually written by a trans person. So yeah, so that's there's... probably just them working through some stuff. Yeah. Is usually it... my assumption there. But... Yeah. But also, why did you do that? Yeah. Have you ever heard the word neatus before? I don't want to hear it at all, actually, all right. and I've already forgotten it. Okay, that's good. It's, uh... I've already forgotten it. It's not what you think it is. Good. So. I don't think anything about it. I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> but it's like... I don't know. It'd be like if I wrote a story about what it's like to be black. Why would I do that? Why wouldn't I just instead support a black author writing a story about what it's like to be black like i should absolutely include characters of color in my stories and i definitely aim to but to write about that experience that i've never had especially if i wasn't even to like consult with anyone who has had that experience what am i doing and you sort of you can see what happens when these people don't consult because if the my little pony cast had you know people of color in the writer's room and in the sort of approval pipeline probably they wouldn't have made zebras a separate species yeah probably zakora would be a very different character than she is yeah the whole like you know voodoo spiritual witch doctor kind witch of doctor thing. thing is it's really racist it's bad and the whole Native Americans being buffalo thing is just like, oh my yeah, god, it definitely what were you thinking? feels like there's not enough diversity in the writer's room there. Yeah. And, and and I mean the same thing is also true, like, very obviously no trans people have ever really been involved with the My Little Pony Friendship is Magic, because like you've got some weird gags in there, and then also the fact that Brotherhood's social exists as an episode. Yeah. We're going to do, at some point, an entire episode just talking about Brotherhoods. Yeah, and or both at of least us, a really long one. Both of us are really dreading it. Yeah. Because neither of us have seen it because it's so... I mean, I've, I've seen it. Oh, you have? Yeah. Is it gross? Yes, it's, it's, yes, it's gross. Yeah, so I, I haven't seen it. And... Yeah, I, I think if we do an episode like that, the first half will be talking about Brotherhoods, and the second half will, like, do, like, a chaser and talk about, like, Saddle Row Review or a really good episode like that or, like, Winter Wrap-Up. That's a that's a real I I feel like that's a really good palate cleanser is winter yeah. wrap up. It's such a good episode. It's like a very quintessential winter season one episode. Winter wrap up, winter wrap up. Anyway, so um is there anything else you want to talk about? Yeah. Um people often, you know, a, a a criticism that people often leverage at shows is doing diversity for diversity's sake. <laughs> and this is why that is not a valid criticism. Virtue signaling. I don't even really know what that means. This is a dumb thing people say. Yeah. People, diverse cast, diverse writers and diverse casts are going to catch these things and they're going to make content that is not, you know, doesn't gross out a portion of your audience. Yeah. And that's that's exactly what, you know, if you have a queer person on your staff, they're going to be like, what is the point of doing this episode where Fluttershy's brother is gay and they hate him for it? Because that's totally how they would do it. That's definitely how they would do it. Like, what are we going to learn here? Are we going to learn that actually gay people are people too? Because we already knew that. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people are like, diversity for diversity's sake. Like, just go to a major city stand on a busy street corner and just look at all the different people who walk by. The world is very, very is a very, very diverse place. Yeah. When you only focus on characters that are like you, people that are like you, especially if you are white or straight or cis, you're making your work unrealistic. And people really always point. like to crow about realism being like, Oh my god, like, one person arguing with me that, like, all of the main six being gay isn't realistic. It's literally the opposite. Queer people tend to congregate. Exactly. We yeah. tend to make little little communities and chosen families. It would be unrealistic if there was just one gay person hanging out with the rest of them. 
that's unrealistic what kind of gay person wants to just hang out with straight people all the time oh. that, was, that was kind of a, also a subtweet of questionable content <laughs> why is there only one trans character why does she hang out with all these people probably because it's northampton and nobody lives there it's true well my friend rowan lives in northampton she's pretty cool maybe claire should meet rowan maybe claire should meet rowan they probably get along jeff jacks if you're listening <laughs> jeff jacks if you're listening please make questionable content better also i really loved alice grove I didn't. I know. I, did, I think I read like the first few pages of Alice Grove, and then I I couldn't get into it. I don't know. It's like yeah. I I have only I have only have so much time on my hands to consume media. I might as well consume mostly consume media that's like by queer people. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we got kind of wildly off topic there. Yeah. Don't yeah. write if you are wondering if your story is actually going to pass this test, like. Is it actually telling an interesting story about queer people, or is it just providing a spectacle for straight people to gawk at? Yeah, or it's um, like, or or for allies to be like, yes, I'm so woke, I understand how bad it is to be trans or whatever. Yeah, just like think about think about the lessons you should take away from a piece of media. Things that are happy don't have to have this. I don't think mm-hmm. like. If I write a story where somebody comes out and it's not, it's like a single sentence, Mm -hmm. just like, oh, by the way, you know, I'm more into mares and someone else is just like, oh, excellent. And like tosses out their list of suggestions and pulls out another one. Yeah, Um, that's good. That's fun. It's just wish fulfillment. And there's nothing wrong with wish fulfillment. This is fan fiction. Yeah. Um, there is actually, there is a good fanfic, speaking, that reminded me of, like, a fanfic I read ages ago, back in, like, season one or two, where, uh, uh, Rarity, uh, is, signs up Twilight for a unicorn dating service that's, like, a matchmaking service, and, uh, Rarity starts filling it out, and she puts Mare Seeking Stallion, and Twilight is very nervous about trying to correct her to say Mare Seeking Mare, but then yeah. Rarity, Rarity's just, like, lightly teases her and is like yeah that's okay and crosses out puts mare seeking mare and that's really the rest of it that's really the end of that yeah just like if you want to have it be slightly not normalized but mostly fine like sure if you want to write something where a person goes through a lot of hardships but in the end things work out for them that's still cool that's like wish fulfillment yeah um but if you just want to torture a character and then just like, I just need people to know how sad it is to be queer. Yeah, if your fic looks like it chops at a Spencer's Gifts, then <laughs> maybe... Maybe don't write it. Maybe don't write it. Write something with... Well, Write maybe, something that chops at, I don't know... Um, J.Crew. J.Crew. Toys R Us. Toys R Us. Yeah. Um, oh, also, if you are... Uh, if you want to write a story that's about straight ships and every in a universe where everybody is straight, uh, go find a different fandom. Or all yeah, the just characters. just like why bother with this one? Just why are you here? What are you? What purpose are you serving? If you're only writing like Flutter Mac or something, like if you want to write Flutter Mac, I don't agree with you, but. I'm not going to stop you. But if you're writing a universe in which every single character is straight and all of the ships that you're writing about are straight like why are you here yeah like, go all, all of the well-developed characters are are girls like i don't like and spike and spike spike is a trans girl true mm-hmm. and like spike and thorax is basically otp oh or like Sp- spike thorax ember in a triad now that we've had that episode oh, that episode was so good that was a good episode that's our time code uh i think we've been going about an hour hour and five uh do you want to i think we could probably call it good here yeah so might have a a slightly shorter episode than last time but i think maybe we don't have enough time to do like a full topic is the thing do we have anything short on the special i was looking and there didn't seem to be anything that would be super short the one i had suggested was seemed to be the shortest one all right yeah Um, i think there's a lot of meat on that bone yeah i think that is one that she says as a person who doesn't eat meat. Yeah, you are vegan. All right. Well, uh, I have... Um, oh, we can do ending announcements. Oh, um, uh, yeah. 
if you haven't joined yet, we have a uh, Discord server. There will be links in the description. Mm -hmm. um, we are setting out to build a very intentional community. So if you have been on Discord before and have felt alienated or... Or if you have just kind of been like I was in the past and just kind of existed on the fringes of the community because you weren't sure, then yeah, recommend we are... joining. Okay, I want to clarify something. If you are feeling marginalized because you are a straight white person and nobody cares about your free fees, don't bother. Yeah, don't don't bother. We'll probably just ban you. Yeah, but if you are a queer person and you are sick of existing in straight-oriented spaces, then maybe Miramars is the server for you. Yeah. Um, we're, and, we're, we're, we're polite. We're kind. And I am going to do that thing that everybody does. Uh, if you like this podcast, please share it with other people you think might like it. Yeah, definitely. Please, please, like, uh, you can reblog the post that we put up with this or just be like, like, hey, uh, this podcast is really cool. Or like, hey, I think you'd really like this podcast. Uh, Maybe we should set up a, did we set up a Twitter? No, we could. Let's set up a Twitter. Okay, we'll do uh, that at some point. You'll be able to follow us on Twitter. Yeah, someday. Um, Maybe even by the time this episode goes up and we'll just put it in the description. Yeah. So thank you very much for watching. Yeah, we I'm, I'm still trying to think if there are any more announcements. We still don't have a sign-off meme. No, we don't. Do we need one? All the good podcasts have one. Is that true? I don't think Taz has It's the only podcast to listen to. I guess. The Bim Bam has one. Yeah. Um, cool Games Inc rip um uh, anyway yeah yeah uh i'm trying to think if we had any other announcements um but i don't think we do right nope all right so uh goodbye every pony good night <laughs>